Welcome to the Triple F Podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. (laughs) We are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Chris Attaway of the Epicurean Chronicles. EC for short, they are a digital media and marketing agency specializing in social media, experiential marketing, events focused on food, beverage, and hospitality. What first started as a blog chronicling food and adventures, Epicurean Chronicles has quickly evolved into a trusted voice and marketer in the food, beverage, and hospitality industry. Their vision is to provide a fun, fresh, and authentic approach to telling a story, something that is hard to find in today's market, that's for sure. (laughs) They are a diverse group of people who love what they do, do what they love, and get things done. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this fun conversation with Chris Attaway about Wisconsin's best cheese curds. So today we're sitting down with Chris Attaway of Epicurean Chronicles. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So sitting here at the Great Dane Hilldale in Madison, about to enjoy some cheese curds. Yep. So please tell us what you do in one to two sentences. I eat a lot of food. (laughs) (laughs) And and I meet a lot of people while I'm eating a lot of food. That's what I do. (laughs) Awesome. So what do you do over at Epicurean Chronicles? Walk us through that. Sure. Um, So... It started out initially as a blog. So when I first moved here from California, um, I found the best way to really get to know the city or town is to eat all the food. And so I'm really good at eating all the food, so I did that. (laughs) And then I started um, uh, kind of chronicling things on a journal, not even typing it up, just kind of writing it down. And then my former coworkers, um, who are local to Madison, would ask me and say, hey, so where should I go eat? And I'm like, don't you live here? Why would you tell me? You know? And they're like, you should start a blog. All right, sure, why not? And then two weeks later, I launched it, and um, it kind of blew up. Not that there was like millions of subscribers, but I didn't expect it to have such a following. And then it just evolved into what it is now, which is a boutique agency that does social media marketing and PR in the food and beverage space. And so is that more like someone who wants to become like an influencer and they uh, help you out? Or is it more like people already have brands and companies that are looking for the next steps? Yes and yes. So we have worked with um, lesser known brands that um, want to have some sort of uh, social media presence um, uh, and hence we then are an influencer. Um, But then we also work with um, major brands and even more known or uh, notable brands in locally, Madison, Milwaukee um, and all of that and um, do social media marketing for them or even for them so it just evolved into this thing that I would never have expected that it would <laughs> so technical question sure. when you're working with a handful of clients in the food and beverage space yep. how do you and or your team kind of keep different voices separate for each client that. so I've done some stuff before where it's like I did the social media for a gala 
or for like my friend's website. It was just me like, posting like one thing a day that I thought was funny. Yeah. Or like responding to someone. That is a great question because a lot of different, well, different brands have a different persona or all yeah. persona or voice. Um, it at first it was very very challenging to keep our own voice out of yeah. their um, their online uh, image and persona. But we learned, you know, throughout just trial and error that we have to kind of match the uh, the brand uh, uh, persona and the brand voice on social media. Sometimes we don't even um, have to worry about it. We just provide the content for it, and if they have, team. yeah, and they just their team Do you work with like restaurants at all, or is it more company based? Um, yeah, that depends. Sometimes we work directly with the restaurants. Sometimes we are a uh, like a subcontractor for other agencies. Okay. And um, sometimes we work with uh, a restaurant's PR firm uh, as well. So it really depends on the need of the client. And then sometimes we'll just market things that we love and we have zero relationship with just because we love it so much and we're like we love it we gotta post it it's like one thing that's kind of irking me a little bit on social media now is like I'll have let's say they're friends of mine right people I know to some degree in Chicago and literally every other post is an ad for something and like one person like I'm super excited for her like a car company gave her a car to go travel for the weekend right (laughs) yeah and then like stuff like that I think it's super cool but it's also like if we have a real conversation in real life are you just going to try to get me to buy whatever you're promoting that week or we can actually talk about life I see what you're saying there well we are very 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 selective on who we partner with because we do want to make sure that we do believe in the brand um, because that's our integrity on the line we're not just going to partner with somebody just for the sake of partnering with them or just for the sake of getting paid um, like for example we're probably not going to partner with a skincare line because it doesn't make sense to in a yeah. food and beverage space just to do it and I've seen um, um, some crossover type of marketing like that with a very niche um, social media account it still just comes across very like huh? like on EC, you had a chance to check out the best cheese curds in all of Wisconsin. How did that come about? I was very full. Very, <laughs> very full. Lots of cheese, lots of fried cheese, lots of fresh cheese, lots of cheese. Um, actually had to kind of detox myself from it and had a lot of green juice, salads, for like a solid like three weeks, I think. That's all yeah. I ate, but it was super fun. Would I do it again? In a, in a second, I would. Yeah. Absolutely. And how did that kind of fall into your lap? Was that something that you just posted on social media? If anyone wants me to check out cheese curds, I'll do it. No, so that, um, <laughs> so East Street had a... Um, and what is like East a, Street? Yeah, it was East Street. What is East job. Street? East Street is a um, food delivery service. Cool. And they are headquartered in Madison, but they are a nationwide company. And uh, they put out a job description, if you will, yeah. for their current nerd who would go and travel.
travel with their team for two weeks all over Wisconsin to eat all the cheese curds, yeah. essentially. So, like, best job ever. And so um, I saw it, and I'm like, all right, okay, I'll, why not? Didn't think much of it, because I figured this is going to be so many people just applying for this, and they have applied for it, and get an email saying, hey, you're one of the finalists, please shoot a video saying why you want to um, be a curd nerd. Did that, and next thing you know, I got chosen. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. So it was super fun. Um, again, I would do it again if, uh, if the opportunity presented itself. And how did that play out? Did you just kind of choose random places you want to go to that you've heard of? Or how did you guys do the research on that? So uh, Eat Street decided to um, choose partner restaurants, which makes sense. It's their campaign. It's their food campaign um, that are on their platform. Okay, cool. Um, and so I didn't have a hand in choosing any of them. Uh, they chose it, and then we just kind of followed the map. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I ate it, really. And I took notes and all of that because, you know, I did have to provide a top ten ranking right. for it, so, which was the hardest thing, really, the, truly the hardest thing I've ever had to do as far as just judging anything. In, in I believe it. Place. I ranked uh, my favorite burgers and pizza in Chicago. Uh, and people <laughs> argue with me, like, to the blue of the face. Yeah. Someone was actually arguing with me today, like, I'm like, uh, tell like, oh, I love some Illuminati. So I'm like, great, like, the number three on my list. So like, why? I'm like, well, A, uh, Giordano's has more cheese. Right. And I'm from Wisconsin. Right. So I'm like super attracted to that dish. Yeah. Right? And then, like, like other reasons too. But it's like, everyone has their own preferences. Yeah, so subjective, and, yeah. How did you rank the cheese curds that you ate? So, uh, Eat Street provided me with a, um, some criteria. Cool. Um, so one of them was obviously taste, um, uh, the sauces, which for the, for the purists, right, they're like, no, you shouldn't judge it on sauce, but every dish, every cheese curd dish that we had, had sauce in it. And so, um, and there were a lot that were kind of very similar, so it kind of made sense to have that in there. So I support Eat Street's decision to, to include the sauce as a criteria. Squeakiness was also there. ones that were fried. I was very surprised. I didn't, know, I didn't even know it was possible, but they had them. Um, so overall taste, what else? Smell? Like the, yeah. the, the, uh, the scent? I mean, I'm trying to remember what else was on there. Um, well, those are the ones I can remember right off the top of my head. So, so how did you decide? So it's very subjective then. It's like a one to five scale. Yep. What were some of the memorable ones that you really enjoyed? The one that won. My favorite out of all the ones that we tried is from Stone Arch Brewing, and yeah. that's in Appleton, I believe. They don't even think they're known for their cheese curds. Too crazy. Um, yeah, the first thing that I saw right away was that they were squares. So initially, I'm like, these aren't curds. Yeah. I mean, they're what the heck? They're square, right? And the um, uh, the owner told us that they're um, the cheese curds are sourced fresh from Chippewa Falls and the reason why they're square they have like they press them down and yeah. they have this cutter they just kind of you know cuts them in cubes like yeah. that and then they um, cook them in a their own house batter it's a Scottish or Scotch ale Scottish ale uh, beer batter and 
is probably one of the, if not the best cheese curd I've had since I've moved here in um, uh, 2013. So they're delicious. I definitely have no problems getting cheese curds anywhere I go. Yeah. So I'm like a kind of sure in it. You just, to your point of you're not even known for it, I think right. it's what makes people like take it more seriously. There's a like a spy-esque bar in Chicago that we go to. Yeah. That we'll go there like late night just for the cheese curds. Really? Like you have to say a password to get in. Stop. You go there. Can you share the password? Uh, no. Or does it change? Yeah. Oh, yeah. darn. And so then it's, uh, you go there and it's like, we'll say like a beer, a drink, and cheese curds. Like, okay. Like, <laughs> right. they're, they're, like uh, for some reason, like it's like a restaurant as well. So they yeah. have like, I don't know, I'll say this nicely. They have people in the back who actually give a shit, right? There's definitely plenty of places that someone just like throws the cheese curds from the bag into the fryer and then walks away <laughs> and then hopes they're done when the <laughs> buzzer goes, right? I don't know if you ever worked in a restaurant before, but like oil gets dirty or yeah. things are cooked or undercooked. And so it's just like, all right, like for some reason those ones are just, they're like probably closer to like a mozzarella stick, like right. kind of like the, the, the consistency of it. It's just like these are just so good. And it doesn't, Maybe I just like, feel like James Bond the whole time I'm there, sure. but just like... It just, adds like, just, to the yeah. experience, yeah. But, uh, so you also have this awesome meetup, right, for foodies? Yes, yes. Tell me more so about that. It's called um, uh, EC Foodie Meetup. Okay. It used to be called another name, but um, it used to be Mad Foodie Meetup, but then we've had them in different cities, so we figured let's yeah. change to EC Foodie Meetup. And really, the, um, the reason that we hold these events is to connect digital connection <laughs> beyond the digital connection um, because it's so easy to just go and like whether it's Facebook Twitter or, or Insta to just go and follow and then that's it and that's your connection and we, we completely forget about that human side of yeah. connection and we're trying to bring that back and um, I found that um, when we first started doing these events everybody was like oh I'm so glad that I finally get to see the person you know the human I'm going to be here on the 14th for a networking event. Maybe I should get an Airbnb. Yeah, you should, you should go. I think, I think you'd have a blast. The location is um, going to be um, released very soon via Eventbrite. For those of you guys that don't know or can't see because there's a podcast, we are, there's a, a plate of cheese curds in front of me. And we are, I want to dive in there so badly. But we're this podcast <laughs> but it's right there within reach it's like literally like 12 inches away <laughs> but I, I can relate big time I do something very similar for fashion in Chicago oh, okay. and so many people are like why do you do that I'm like so you're gonna meet other people or it's a non-selling environment we don't have a booth we don't have anything you just show up yeah I'll supply like a couple appetizers to share and you meet other people or trying to do something in the fashion realm yeah I've allowed so many awesome connections like yeah. the people who are like are connected that like 
we moved me from the relationship, and now they have this like awesome business relationship. Yep. Or people are like friends now, and like they're even invite me to events. I'm like, you should like keep me involved since I introduce yeah. you to. But. <laughs> yeah, and it's nice like to actually meet humans in real life, like in the flesh, like face to face, rather than like you know. I don't get me wrong, I love social media, but it's nice to just like put this down every now and then and just. People's uh, no, personalities in real life are significantly different than online. Different. Yeah, like, you're like super sassy on your Instagram, and like, you're the shyest person I've ever met in real life. Like. Yeah, I've also met folks where um, what you see is what you get on, on social, which is very refreshing yeah. to know that it's not a facade or not a, a fabricated persona. It's like truly who they are. It's, I, I love seeing that. Yeah, I'll show you like a picture of like when we're at my fashion, I'll just explain it to you, right? Yeah. So, like a picture, and it's just like. 12 of us, and then me just like doing this like dumbass smile, like my arms up, like, yeah! Have you ever like, we see your like Instagram, like, you're like really stupid faces. Now we've seen it in person, we get yeah, it, like, yeah. <laughs> like, we get it, dude, like, you're just a weird dude. Like, yeah. no, like, like, like why not? Like, <laughs> I have a really good face for radio, so I'm not gonna be a model anytime soon, so it's just like, why not just have fun, you know? Yeah. And like I've, I've like met so many before. I met so many great people through podcasts and just like doing small events like that. It's like, like if I go to like a big food event, right? And I try to meet like uh, there's like a I won't say his name. There's like a super famous guy in Chicago that does like a late night food thing. Okay. If uh, people would like die to meet him, he shot at my friend's restaurant late night because it's a like Midwestern supper club during the day. But then the owner married a Thai woman, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, after 10 o'clock, they serve Thai food, oh, and you have like live music, so yeah. it's open to 4 a.m. And it's in Chicago. Uh, yeah. Okay. And so he came to record all that, right? Yeah. And so he knew my friend really well, so like, she could say hello, but like, I had a chance to meet him, but I didn't want to like, harass him, like, oh man, can we get a picture, or whatever, like, right. he was just super chill, he like, did his recording on his, for the camera for the local news station. Yeah. Gave us some of the extra food that he wasn't gonna eat, and then like, what about his merry way? Like, <laughs> like, like, like nice guy. Superhero. Yeah. Like, but like, I'm like, if I like harass him, like, hey man, like, can I get your autograph? Like, yeah. I just feel like people have it all day, every day, whenever they go to bigger events. Like, I can just be the weird dude that's in the back, like, and ate your food. And then there's a picture of us, like, I'm like falling asleep. I'm like, why is the picture that's like on like social media? Yeah. I'm be falling asleep at the table because it's so late. Like, Were your eyes closed too? Oh, they're like half like that, like <laughs> half open, half closed. I'm like, at least you'll please just finish forever. recording so I can like go home. Like, but now you remember forever. Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, but then like, there's like plenty of times like you go to foodie events and people are like, I remember one guy made fun of me. Like, he's a his joke was I'm an Australian brewer that brews Mexican beer in America. So it's like a Mexican like beer type of style, right? Yeah. He's from Australia, but he brews in Chicago. Okay. I'm like, hey, man, do you want to come on my podcast? He goes, oh, like, we're playing people that like, answer our podcast, they have like no followers and whatever. I'm like, oh, this is an awkward conversation. <laughs> like, you are not responding to my email. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is like, I'm not, because when we were all there, there was e easily 15 people who had. 25,000 plus followers in the right. food industry, right? Yeah. And I know a few of them like really well. And everyone here's like, why are you here? I'm like, I'm a plus one. But right. also like, I'm trying to just like get out there and have fun and meet cool people. So like, I totally get it. So like you putting on the food meetup, doing yourself with EC and doing the cheese curd things, I'm sure everyone's jealous, so yeah. I mean, there, there are some that have expressed jealousy. <laughs> but, but you know what, it's, um, anybody can do it. You can just 
just try all the cheese curds on your own and create your own top 10 list. Why not, right? This this just so happens that East Street put this on and they chose me and it just, that's how that happened. But you can do it. Anyone can. I think it's great advice, right? Like, I think a lot of people kind of wait for the perfect timing or like the stars have to align. Mm -hmm. Opposed to just giving something a try on their own and hoping for the best. Like, you mentioned that your blog was just something you were passionate about and then it blew up because you wrote quality content people enjoyed reading, not because you thought, I want to go to school to be an influencer, which they have now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's crazy. That's actually a, a thing now. But, but yeah, I just didn't even think it was going to blow up into something like this at all. Never in my wildest dreams. I thought I'd be in tech forever. So that's what I, that's what I did you know, for like my entire corporate career. So. Yeah. Anything you want to leave our listeners with before we sign off? Um, yes, I encourage everyone to go outside of their comfort zone when it comes to food. Um, you do you love what you love, but then you never know what you're going to love if you don't try something different. So I encourage you to go out there and try something. Awesome. Sorry for that. So that was a super fun conversation for sure. Uh, yes, we definitely didn't go after those cheese curds like nobody's business, which are some of my favorites for sure at the Great Dane. I uh, did want to give a quick shout out for the EC Foodie Meetup that Chris and her team are hosting this Sunday in Madison, actually. Uh, about the event is going to be located at Grace Coffee at 1216 East Washington in Madison. Uh, just a little bit about the event. Uh, it's brunch, y'all. Come out and meet fellow foodies in your community. Bring your cameras, smartphones, and ring lights. No judgment there. You know them, they'll have theirs for sure. It's encouraged. And don't forget about your bring your appetite because it's brunch. If you want to go out and meet some cool foodies in the Madison team and, and Madison market, definitely check out the EC Foodie Meetup this Sunday at Grace Coffee. This episode is sponsored by Bites Kitchen. The best of times are always shared at the table. Good food, good drinks, good stories, good friends. Wish I had any of those. <laughs> at Bites, they believe that good food is more than merely a part of survival. It is their passion. It has the power of transcend language, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds. Through food, they share their culture with new friends and old. They share a piece of who they are. And by coming together for meals, they trade good stories while creating new ones. At Bites, they want you to celebrate cultures from around the world. They've been inspired by Thailand, China, Japan, Korea, and more. They're also excited by the opportunity to continue creating new recipes. Food is always better when shared amongst friends, and that is how they shape their menu. With creative cocktails and a menu that is constantly evolving, a new story always awaits you at Bites. Show up, I guarantee you see me sitting with my Buddha in my hand. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food.